Hey guys, uh, Tony here. Quick note about today's episode. Um, if you're looking at the timestamps below, you can probably see that we don't have a dessert segment. And there is a reason for that. Uh, whenever the staff was recording through a series of really unfortunate events and button pressing on Mason's part, uh, the dessert segment for this week, um, it, it went bye-bye. It, it, it's no, it, did, it disappeared, right? So we don't have that anymore. However, what we do have is a suggestion uh, in lieu of a dessert segment. What you can do is after you finish this episode, after you finished uh, listening to the main course and the credits roll, you can get up, get in your car, um, or you might even already be in your car. Maybe you were at a Publix or a Kroger or uh, just driving around because you like driving. Either way, get in your car and go to like a Sonic or a Culver's or like a Panera Bread or something. Basically, what you're looking for is a place that sells um, sweet things, you know, like ice cream or cookies or cakes or, or whatever, really. Whatever sweet thing you want for dessert, you go get that, all right? You go get that. Um, you'll have to pay for it yourself. It, we're not going to pay for it. Uh, but I think you'll find that you'll really enjoy that dessert as much as you enjoy the dessert of the staff just sitting you know, and talking for another 15 minutes or so. So uh, all that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. It's been a real pleasure uh, being here giving you this announcement, um, and I hope Whatever dessert you get after this, I hope it is uh, delicious. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, no, we're starting. All right. Well, welcome. Uh, glad not all of that conversation got recorded. Welcome to uh, welcome to the table. This episode, um, we are in episode. You're killing it so far. Yeah. All right. Um, welcome to the table. You've, we've said this. What's? Oh, okay. I didn't know if I Continue was. On. Take three. Um, no. All right. What episode are we on? This is four, I think. Yeah, four. four? You know, time flies wow, when you're time flies when stuck in a house with snow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say having fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, time doesn't really fly when you're stuck at home. What's our appetizer, Adam? Yeah, the appetizer is... Uh, <laughs> thanks, Mason, for that great transition. Um, our appetizer today, I asked each of our staff people to send me some responses to some fill-in-the-blank questions. Uh, and so I just want to kind of see, you know, again, a couple of weeks ago we did we did one where, I guess it was last season, really, the it was, survival it was one. Last where season. Yeah. Um, I, every once in a while, just kind of want to check in on the staff and see how well they know each other. So... Um, yeah, because we, we've seen each other so many times over exactly. the pandemic. Exactly. So this is, and <laughs> this is like a check-in for you, you know? Oh, like, gosh. if you're forgetting things about Mason, you're going to learn some new things about Mason today. Good. You know? Or, you know, if like you feel disconnected from hoops easy. recently, here's uh, here's some hoops facts for oh, you. Oh, I like that. Um, oh. So there's not going to be there's not gonna be a point system. There's no, nothing like that. No crazy controversial what? point system I'm or anything. Not <laughs> Um, all right, Mason gets to go, and if Mason gets it, he gets a thousand points. However, <laughs> yeah, if Kate, it anyway, if Kate guesses them. it, she gets to pick how many points Mason gets, and Mason then gets to rebuttal. Okay, Hoops, oh, has, never mind. Hoops has to divide the points by three always, and <laughs> always. that's what our point system felt like like two weeks ago. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> okay. no it. points. It was no confusing. Points was awarded. All right, 
during uh, the snow week, this person spent most of their time reading. Kate. Mason. I can tell you who it's not. <laughs> it not was Kate. Kate spent most of her time reading. There was. How do we? Because Sean wouldn't that? go sledding with me, and every time I went out to walk, I would just throw snowballs at him, and then he'd get angry at me. So. Ugh. Oh. No he would get angry at you? Yeah, because I would throw just snowballs Sean. Remember Call those out. days yeah. when I You Scrooge? Play in the snow. Thank you so much, Mason. <laughs> this this person would rather eat their mom's cooking than their cooking any day. Ooh. Lee. Hannah? Kate? <laughs> it was Mason. All of you were. Hey, I didn't guess yet. Who are you going to guess? Mason. No, you were. Okay. <laughs> you know, that question was actually really hard because I was thinking like, what do I not want to eat? And then I was like, well, I, I don't eat what I don't want to eat. And then I was trying to think of the last meal that I've had that has just been like, ooh, that was gross. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? When was that? No. Was your, your cooking? Your, your own cooking? You were like, ooh, this is not good? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying like, but I was thinking like uh. a specific dish. And I was like, well, I can't think of anything that I don't like because I don't eat what I don't like. Right. So then I thought, well, I'm an okay cook, but my mom cooks well. Yeah. That's so okay, sweet, yeah. Mason. Yeah. What's your favorite meal from your Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Uh, she... Do you think your mom's listening? I don't know, maybe. Shout Hi, out. Mason's Aww. mom. What's her name? Sherry. Stevie. Stevie? Tracy. <laughs> Tracy. Her name is Mindy. Mindy. <laughs> Mindy. Hi, Mindy. You were real close uh, there. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite thing of my mom's... I don't know. Uh, she, she made this... Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind, she made this thing, uh, paella. You know what that is? It's like yeah. a Mexican dish. She made one of the, she made, I remember when I was in like ninth grade or something, she wow. made this this thing. I still remember. Yeah. And it was, was that like, good? it was like chicken <laughs> and rice and like corn and like all this great things. Ooh. And uh, yeah. I Might just need remember. her to send the recipe. Yeah. Yeah. Mindy. Yeah. Maybe. 17 years ago. Mindy. <laughs> it, was, it was a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Huh. Now I'm just curious if your mom's listening or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, if she is, hello. <laughs> Give us a shout out. <laughs> hey, shout right. out. How's it going? Right Speaking of food, this person for breakfast had cereal this morning. Hmm. Hannah. I think it's Lee. Lee. Hannah. Hannah, what kind of cereal was cereal, it? Cereal, Onion Nut Cheerios. <laughs> Very giddy about your Onion Nut Cheerios. Yeah. Well, wow. we didn't really have anything else. <laughs> Classic. All right. Uh, my, if this person was stranded on an island... They would make it all of the days. Uh, Mason. Kate. Mason. You think it was Mason? It is Mason. Mason feels pretty confident with yep. uh, his ability to survive on a on an island there. Yeah, you can't really you can't really put it days. in any any quality or quantity. I'm going to say, survive all of the days I survive. Yeah, Kate all, all of like the days. Yeah. Yeah. Equation to this was, how many days this was one of my favorite questions to ask. This person, when they were nine years old, wanted to be a dolphin trainer when they grew up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's... Hannah. That sounds I like think a Kate, Kate thing. That sounds like a Kate thing. Or it could or be it's Lee. Or it's Lee. Lee thing. Just in her head. And that was definitely Lee the dolphin trainer. <laughs> Down in Prattville, Alabama. Dolphin trainer. Wow. Lee. He wanted to be a dolphin Still, trainer. Tell me, tell me more about that. Yeah, I, what? So I have family that lives in Key West. Okay. Big Torch Key. They used to live on that key. Did when not it was know a that. key because of all the storms. It's not a key. And so we went down there to visit them, and there's like a dolphin training center. And so we would go there because I begged my parents, you could swim with the dolphins. And wow. so that is awesome. Full wetsuit, like <laughs> really swim with the dolphins. And then so I loved it so much. That was like what I always saved up my money to do. So like we would go 
to Florida on vacation. We go to Orlando, whatever, and I would go to like Discovery Cove and like train swim with the dolphins. Oh, so I, I was like, this so is gonna much what I want to do with my life. And then things things change. Things change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's what? no dolphins here. What do you <laughs> What do you have to do to like it? You don't get a like dolphin training degree. What do you do? Is it like it's gonna be like marine, marine biology? Marine biology. Yeah, yeah. Marine yeah. biology but a lot of dolphin trainers don't have college degrees. I'm sorry to out there like that seems like I'm putting <laughs> I'm putting you down dolphin trainers. It's no. not. It's just a lot but of people. Like, like, how do you how do you how do you like get training, in, how yeah. do you get in that line of work that that you know you like work it somewhere like the dolphin training center or SeaWorld or and that hmm. you just you save have a kid a love of who falls in and they're like. Oh. This you. guy can do it. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah. Probably a lot of like internships. Can't believe that of, like, she put down all those dolphin stuff. trainers out there. <laughs> Calling all dolphin There's trainers. There's nothing wrong with not having a college degree. I just a lot of them like, you know. It's a, yeah. It's such an interesting it's like niche profession. Like what yeah. do you do? I train dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I think it's kind of cool. I know yeah. someone that does that. Speaking of dolphins, <laughs> this what? person for breakfast had a hard boiled egg with everything seasoning on it. What? Yeah, How does that have to do with dolphins? Yeah. Um, I was thinking I had some good company here with my dolphin. Love. I know, me too. Okay. That was that was Kate. I think it's Adam. Wait, are you in the mix here? Oh. oh that was I, Kate. Yeah, was was Kate. Are you sure Lee likes the hard boiled eggs? It was Kate. It was me. It was Kate. Did y'all make fun of me that time I ordered <laughs> she ordered yeah, we, hard we boiled ordered eggs. In she lunch, ordered, we ordered Panera and Lee got a hard boiled egg. Okay, I think I made fun cheese. of Panera because it put a piece of lettuce underneath your hard boiled eggs, and I was like, "This is that, really that, weird." I well, I was just like <laughs> unboxing Panera. all of the stuff. You know, we got the order to come in. You know, we had done some recording in the afternoon. You know, well, let's eat lunch in the middle, and I just took it. Well, there's a box of hard boiled eggs. Who ordered and I know the hard boiled eggs? You were like, "This definitely is at least who who ordered this?" And then I came in, and you were like, "You got hard boiled eggs?" I don't know. I just wanted some protein. All right, back to the animals. This it. person, animals. if they could be any animal, uh, and because why, a bird so I could go lots of places and see lots of things, and poop on people making bad decisions. <laughs> what? I think that's another Kate thing. I think it's a Mason. Mm, it's not me. <laughs> I don't want to be <laughs> yeah, a bird. I was going to say, <laughs> once, say Adam. But... Once it said pooping, All I was right, like, I'm, I'm voting Kate. Mason. Or Mason. Kate. That was Lee. Lee wants oh. to poop. No on way. People. Yeah. <laughs> Lee. Poop on people making bad you decisions. You fooled me. Lee no. wanted to be you a dolphin trainer me. and wants to poop on all the people making bad decisions. I love it. No, I just, I was real, that one really got me into my feels. Like that question. The bird? Huh. Yeah. What animal would you be? What kind of bird? I, I was be between two, yeah, myself. I, 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 I love a dog. Like, I, I just love the affection of a dog, but they also have like sort of an ease of life, but they're so agile and fun. I thought a lot about like a hippo because. Mm. A hippo, like a slothy, like they're sleepy, but they, they're they like the king of the pond. Or yeah, the they're thing. like yeah. dangerous. They're the most dangerous. They're scary, yeah. Yeah. So like they they're cool vicious, ears. but they're sleepy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Are I you saying of, you're vicious, but sleepy? Like I like to be like, <laughs> you know, kind of mosey, but then I'll like to. Like, <laughs> I feel like we're learning a ton about Lee today. <laughs> oh, I yeah. do. This is so exciting. This, this is a big question. I asked Sellers. He said tiger. I couldn't really figure out. I think that's just the last thing on his mind. So I went with bird. Or your, your shirt. Yeah. It could have been the shirt. Yeah. It could have been the shirt. I had to have a tiger on my shirt. Well, let's let's keep on going down this road then, you know? Yeah. This person would want to be an owl, a snowy owl, because they are so cool. It's got to be a Hannah. one. Oh, uh, no. I was going to say Kate. It is Kate. Ah! All right. We're going to work ourselves in this. Snowy we're gonna owl. Know, uh, eventually, because, you know, a we're just going on owl. down the line with this one. But <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, is there more to being an owl? Like, do you want to be real wise? Like okay, when? so I started off as be wanting to be a leopard, and then I was like, that's a little much. And then I was like, okay, or I could be like a middle-class 
dog, like a dog that is owned by a middle class middle dog. Middle class dog. <laughs> you don't like, want to be a wealthy dog. I don't want to be wealthy. I definitely don't want to be a poor tiny. You want a dog with character. I want a dog with character, but like well taken care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good worker. And I was like, okay, that's not this. This is not what this question's about. Let's just go something like. See, it took you down a road. Yeah, it it definitely did. Kind of funny. Oh no, I didn't. And I was like, okay, then I want to be a bird. Okay, what kind of bird do I want to be? And so, a bird, right? Like you see things that. Yeah, I think that's so amazing to be able to like. Yeah, you see things until a plane runs into you. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but you can like fly along fly. the plane and like see people in them. I. You can just look down on people all the time. Look, that's, <laughs> that's 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 when you put it that way. Uh, all right. If I was an animal, I would be a dog because they have the best life: sleeping, playing, and cuddling. Uh, Mason. That. I think that's hoops. I think it's not me. Mason. It's hoops. <laughs> That was con- that was convincing. I think that's not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you have good. I would love a middle puppy. class pup or yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, wealthy, wealthy, <laughs> super wealthy. <laughs> All right, we're down to Mason's, which Mason hasn't answered or his hasn't been read yet. So, what animal do you think? Let's let's do it this well, way. What animal do you think Mason picked to be? I would have. I would think a dog. I would say a horse. A horse. Yeah. Interesting. A horse. Or a. Uh, like a cheetah or something. Those are mm. three very different animals. <laughs> mm. Yes. No um, one was close. Can you give us a hint? Is it a zoo animal? Yeah, that would be good. Ooh. I mean, every animal could be a zoo no, animal. No, Okay, well. I mean, maybe. I'm not talking about Tiger <laughs> King Zoo. I'm talking about what like kind of, the What kind of environment does it live in? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the world. Plains of Africa. <laughs> well, it is it is the same animal as, well, not animal, but it's the same like type of animal as that have been said before. Mm, so a pet or a bird? A pet or a bird? Yeah, <laughs> well, well, birds Leon, are pets. So. Like a dog or a Yeah, bird. a dog, a dog or, or a bird. Is it yeah. an animal or an animal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really take you for a bird guy unless it's like a bald eagle. Oh, yeah, yeah I second that. Is that it? Yeah, it was an eagle. Was an oh, eagle. oh my gosh, Lee. I know you. It's because we share an office. I, as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah. That's yeah, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that's exactly I what couldn't, it is. So I, I couldn't actually put this, I word this in the answer. Yeah, you put, because it's awesome. Yeah, because, <laughs> because they are awesome. But I was trying to, I, I was trying to type it out, but I was like, grammatically, this makes no sense. So I'll just have to explain it. I would like to be an eagle <laughs> because eagles do one of the coolest things. People probably already know this, but I think it's awesome. Is like when it's like raining and like storming outside, all the other birds like go for shelter somewhere, but eagles fly through the storm and fly above it huh. to get away from it. Wow! And I that's think so cool. I think that's, that's cool. like the most mm. like. So there's a sermon in that. Yeah, that's that's like the most that. like inspiring that thing preach. ever. That I'm writing it down. And usually eagles they they fly alone because no other bird obviously wants to go up there with them, so they just go straight Take through the to the to the very top. That's like bison. Bison head into a storm. When a storm's coming, they just walk into the storm. Yeah, so they can yeah. pass bison. it. Yeah. They're plains animals. Wow. Hey, eagles are awesome. Facts about animals. Love Things. it. Adam, Love a fun fact. What animal would you yes. be? Yeah. It wouldn't be a bird. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Fish. Be... You're a big fish guy. I, yeah, I, I don't big know, though. Fish guy. You're kind of a gazelle. You kind of prance around. Oh, yeah. Prance. Excuse prance. me. No, no. I prance around? <laughs> what have you seen me prancing? <laughs> you, know, you just you just sort of have this little you know. I do I think I would be I think I'd be some sort of animal that's like just kind of out in the wild and open. Just yeah. just let me run, you know? Cheetah? Just let me run. <laughs> let me run. I don't know whether I got to think honestly it's more about like what environment I'd want to be. 
because it's like if I wanted to be like in the plains of Africa, like I'd probably be, you gazelle know, of some a sort. gazelle or something like that. Like if I was more You'd like, like but, a horse, if you like temperate, like, like a spring bonnet. Yeah, like a horse, maybe, or maybe even a bear. Or a cow. Oh, I Cows can see roam. him as a bear. I don't, a cow? See, I I don't want to be a cow. Horse. Yeah, I can see Adam as a horse. Yeah, maybe a horse. A horse, of course. A horse, of course. Or you said a bear? What kind of bear? Maybe a bear. Like a brown bear, polar bear? Not a polar bear, it'd be a like koala a brown bear, bear or a black a koala bear. bear. Oh, he'd be a f- little cute koala bear. <laughs> koala bear? <laughs> With those ears? Give everybody so. a hug. <laughs> uh, all right. He's a koala's uh, eat eucalyptus. The last yes. book this person read was Run With the Horses, speaking of horses, by Eugene Peterson. Oh, I love mm. Eugene Peterson. I haven't read that. Mason? Mason or Lee? <laughs> It is <laughs> indeed Mason. Mason, tell us about that book. I, yeah. I'm really interested. I love well, it. truth be told, I haven't actually finished it, but oh, you're in the it, middle. It of is, it. yeah, it is the last book that I physically read. Right. Parts of yeah. But it, it's actually a, it's in my bag right now. It's a. Uh, it talks. It's about Jeremiah. Hmm. Yeah. Do you like it? I do. Uh, I'll take. Uh, I'll I'll read the the back first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us about it. We all long to live life at its best to fuse freedom and spontaneity with purpose and meaning. Why then do we often find our lives so humdrum, so unadventuresome, so routine, or else so frantic, so full of activity, but still devoid of fulfillment? The book of Jeremiah asks, if we are worn out in this foot race with men, what makes us think we can race against horses? How do we learn to risk, to trust, to pursue wholeness and excellence, to run with the horses in the midst of life? Hmm. Were you reading that when we did the Jeremiah verse? Uh, no, but it, the Jeremiah verse reminded me that I do have this book and I wanted okay. to read it. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> I would have been cool. interested to hear your like, perspective. Yeah. 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 Like that. Very cool. Yep. All right. This person would rather eat waffle fries than sweet potato fries any Lee? day. Hoops. What? I'm saying Lee likes fries. It's hoops. That, you're such a bad liar. I'm, no, it's not me. <laughs> it's uh, no? Would the real waffle fries fan... <laughs> Please stand up. I don't want to stand. I can't stand. Well, okay, it's Kate. <laughs> it's Kate? Oh, man. Mason, I was trying to think of something that was fry. like, I love a sweet potato fry, too. I could have sworn. That was I, I ranked my fries instead of doing something that like I would never eat. Because I like sweet potato fries, but I like like regular waffle fries more. Sweet potato fries are good. Yeah, I, like I love all fries. I like sweet potato fries, too. I want to do Real like good. the the In New York, that was like a big fry. shocker for me when I went to school in New York. Because that's like, that is the fry. Oh, sweet potato fries is just the fries. So it's rare that you're going to go to a place that would offer you like a regular potato fry. Wow, interesting. All right, this is a uh, good, good fill in the blank. (laughs) One of the fill in the blanks was: if you were stranded on an island, how long would you last? This person put the following in the blank. (laughs) Oh goodness! Do they have a target on this island? Lear hoops. Mason, what, do you, what do you think? Lear hoops. Uh, well, I know Lee loves Target, but the answer sounds like a hoops answer. I know it does. Wasn't me? I'm, I'm going to guess Lee. I'm going to guess Lee, too. It was totally me. Yeah. Yep, definitely, definitely <laughs> Look, Lee. TJ Maxx. I asked that I'm out TJ loud Max. like in my house. I was like, how long would I last? And Herschel was like, is like minutes an option? It's <laughs> <laughs> so much. You just, you land on the island and then you just expire. <laughs> just like done. She just lays down in the yeah. sand. It's like minutes pass and yeah. she's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I would love some peace and quiet, but not for long. When this person was nine, they wanted to be a vet or on Disney Channel when they grew up. 
Hoops. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely well, hoops. For sure. <laughs> I couldn't really remember what I wanted to be, but <laughs> every time I watch like High School Musical or something, I'm like, I want to be in that movie. Yeah. Speaking of Disney Channel, I saw this meme that made me laugh. It was, you know how in all these Disney channels, Disney Channel shows, like the characters live in these like super elaborate, like, you know, it's like all these sets and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they're eighth oh, grade yeah. or something. Yeah. The meme was just like, who pays for these apartments? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, who does? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's true. Uh, all right, Hoops, while we're, while we're here on you, tell me about this last book that you read. It's called <laughs> The Bible. <laughs> wow. Look, let Great me just say, line. since I graduated yeah. seminary, I've taken a nice break from Heck reading. Yeah. And so I haven't really been like into books lately. So you more I've into just, like podcasts? I've heard of podcasts before you listen to those. By my Bible binge podcasts. Oh. I love, I also love crime podcasts. Yeah. I've been more into podcasts than books lately, which I never was into podcasts. So yeah, I just wrote the Bible. Wrote it or <laughs> I, mean, I wrote it down. You heard it here first, Wait. people. Have you ever read Anna the chapter? Stefano wrote the Bible. <laughs> Have you ever read the questions it? I want to ask you? It's in the back behind Revelation. Hoops. Mm. Hoops 214. <laughs> Uh, I would rather eat a hot dog than pimento cheese <laughs> any day. I don't. I don't. You don't. You don't like pimento cheese. I don't like pimento cheese. I think it's. I think it's Lee. No. You and I have already. I think been... it's Mason. What was Mason? No, mine was Mason's was the mom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Remember his mom. Wait, was what listening. was Lee? Uh, Kate's waffle fry sweet potato. Fry. Oh. Which oh, it's you. it's you. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's Lee. you. It's Lee. It's, it's hoops. hoops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like pimento cheese. Oh. I don't, I don't think like I do it. either, actually. Oh, I like it. It's I, like my dad's staple. And I don't really oh, like... Staple. Yeah, I don't know why I got on a pimento cheese kick recently, and I ate a lot of it. <laughs> That's okay, such a weird thing to say. Can I ask you a kind of a personal question? I think Does it so. stop you up like normal cheese? Oh my gosh, Lee. <laughs> that is kind of a personal question. Do you stay pretty regular? <laughs> <laughs> because it's kind of different, but... I can't. You know, it's different than me just like slicing off the old sharp cheddar... Block. Yeah. Uh, Sharp cheddar block. Uh, All right, let's just go to the next question. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's go on to the next question, question there. What a uh, weird kick to be on pimento wow. cheese. Mm-hmm. What do you put it on? My dad puts it with tomatoes on a, and bread. Tomatoes? Yeah. And bread yeah, and yeah, a sandwich. Maters, as he calls them. Maters. Um, I was getting, this was over Christmas time, where I was kind of like splurging with like getting like, you know, appetizer stuff to have around stuff. I was getting the Frito scoops. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're it, just scooping it right out of the Oh, truck. scooping it right on out of there. <laughs> seen, like I might as well just get a spoon at that point. Yeah, you know, but, but the... the you know, he said, yeah. He got an edible. But the saltiness of yeah. the chip probably No, he literally just said... Right, yeah. right. There's some salt <laughs> in that chip that really adds something to it. And if you get the fiery jalapeno kind of... Do you have of a brand that you like? Isn't there a palmetto or... I don't... There's one at... Um, I'm a fan of the Publix. There's mm-hmm. one in the in the Publix uh, mm. deli section that it's like Mama's... Yes. Mama's pimento cheese. It's made, in, um, it's made in South Carolina. Yeah. Oh, is that what, mm-hmm. I, it is delicious. I don't That's know. That's what I've always heard. I, I really have no other pimento cheese to, to um, compare it to. I just... Yeah, when I, I was thinking about like Christmas don't. Day would be good stuff to like have out like snack stuff. I was like, oh, p- people like that. Oh. And I ended up tasting it and I was like... Well, this is delicious, and thus my kick began, you know, so. Yeah. Huh. If there was pimento cheese out at Christmas, I wouldn't be happy. Mm. What? <laughs> I'm going to right. that. Speaking of pimento cheese, uh, <laughs> okay, when I was nine, I wanted to be a Bond girl when I grew up. 
Okay, well. Mason. <laughs> Mason. <laughs> Catherine. Yeah, no, it's for, yeah, it's the only girl What's left. What's a Bond girl? So, you know, in James Bond, Bond movies... Um, oh, but like, like a the James girl, Bond? the girl spy who like gets yeah. like gets all dressed Bond up girl? and then like has a gun and gets. Oh, uh, yeah. I loved it. Well, I'm like Kate's trying to sell Bail Bonds. <laughs> Bail Bonds at night. Uh, <laughs> so the sure. movies. Uh, well, no, Kate James also. Um, what so was your rationale on making it nine James. days on an island? Mm-hmm. Why did you feel like only nine? Well, I figured. Okay, so dehydration and uh, dehydration and like food. I figured I could. Um, get enough food but I had to like factor in like wildlife and like the fact that if I didn't have anything (laughs) please face oh my goodness I just had a lot of factors like the temperature of the day and night like where is this island like that's why you just get right back on the boat as soon as they drop you off you just wave them down get back on on your automatic boat (laughs) yeah throw back to uh yeah the survival one what would you bring a boat an automatic one Okay, well, I said a solar panel and a solar <laughs> charger. You, you had a lot of solar. <laughs> a lot of solar. Yeah, well, um, mine was a boat. I feel like there's been a lot of good suggestions made in the midst of this. We've learned yes. about some different different yeah. stuff. I want to learn more about the last book that, that, um, that Lee, <laughs> Lee Cletus French read, which was called Hippos Go Berserk. <laughs> it's a board book by Sandra Boynton, and she's the best. Aww. It's a what book? A board book. Like a little like hard book. Oh, oh, I didn't know that's what those were called. Yeah. Sandra Boynton. I bet you have Sandra Boynton at your house. It's a very popular author, popular What? Guy. So what's going on with these hippos? Yeah. They're going They're like having a party. <laughs> 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 hippos having a party. That's sometimes when I read, like I read children's books to, you know, obviously to Jane Bradley, like I, I so badly want to write a children's book. Oh, do you it. do a good Because I I'm like, it's, you know, you're reading these things and it's like the dog has a spot. The spot is on the dog. And it's like, this is a page turner right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know how, like Sandra Boynton has made a killing. Like, uh, she has like a series and they're like seven pages long. Yeah. And how do you get into that? Page. Someone that's out there listening, tell me how I can write a children's book. Can because I ask like a, a question? Literary just agent. Yeah. Um, when you read stories, do you do the voices? I do, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, I do voices. maybe, yeah. With a kid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, not to myself. I do voices constantly. You know, Carl and I, like... <laughs> is this another personal question? Y'all? Yeah, this is pretty personal. This is really <laughs> getting into what it's like in our household. I have a voice for each one of our dogs. Yes, <laughs> that's got normal. You. Yes. Yeah, you said in, in the... Oh, yeah, I did a cold open So what would they sound like? Yeah. Um, well, I, right. I'll do it in a second. But, like, I so I, I have full-on conversations and, like... Like the dogs will make fun of each other, but then also make fun of Carlisle and sometimes just make fun of me. But they don't call me, they don't call me dad or Adam. They call me tall guy. That's just Mm. what they refer to me as. Of course, obviously. Why don't you write a children's book about about Hurley and Patty? Yeah. Yeah. They would be good. That would be cute. Then you can do an audio book and like do their voices. Mm. Yeah, Adam. Oh my gosh, you've got Wow. How cute would that be? You're going to make millions. What? How old is Hurley? He's nine. You better hurry up then. Oh my gosh, Mason. Don't let Oh gosh. <laughs> well, on that upper, we're going to go ahead and wrap okay. up the appetizer there. Uh, I'm going to go get to writing on my children's book. Yeah. All right. Have fun. We'll see. But yeah, uh, thanks for thanks for enlightening us on some things about, you know, the years of being in dolphin trainers and yeah. wanting to make it nine to absolutely no days at all on, the, on an <laughs> island to just needing a target. Yeah. Just so. needing a target. Solves all my problems. <laughs> Thank you.
guys, just checking in on your Linton Challenge box. We hope that you're following along with all of the daily practices. Not sure what I'm talking about? It's not too late to join. Hop on over onto Instagram and catch up on all the details. All right. So today we are going to be talking about... First Corinthians 13. Have y'all ever read that one? I've, I've, I've heard, heard of it. that one once or twice. <laughs> heard of it. I've heard of it. If heard you've been it. to a wedding, you've probably heard it. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So my question for you all is, when was the first time you thought you were in love? Ooh. Ooh. You thought you were yeah. in love. Yikes. Because <laughs> like, I can remember as a kid oh, yeah? being at camp and a boy looked at me and I'm like, he loves me. Yeah. You know? Sure. Like when I'm little, but I'm kind of wondering what you guys thought. I mean, I'm sure like there was a middle school girlfriend or something yeah. like that that oh, yeah, I thought I, I, I was in love with. I distinctly remember a middle I had school a, boy. I had a high school girlfriend though that I like, I loved her as much as I understood what love was in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I used to go to marry me in first grade. Wow. Dang. Didn't work out, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really? It didn't work out? Oh. Yeah. I was really Sorry. nervous on where this was going until you said first grade. I was like, oh, we might really be getting yeah. deep here. Like, <laughs> I asked a girl to marry me yesterday. Yeah. It didn't go as planned. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't go as planned. Yeah. Something like middle school. Or okay. Well, Kate, do you mind reading the no, scripture no, no, for us no. so that we can kind of know what we're talking about? Um, so I'm going to read from the NIV version. Um, so if you have something different, and we have several different versions, each one of us. So I'm um, just letting you know that's what I'm reading from. So chapter 13, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, then I, and if I have faith that I can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all possessions to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, I have not, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it is not. It keeps no recordings of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails, but when there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part that I know, shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these, these, these three remain, <laughs> faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Perfect. So that's our scripture for today. And I was listening to a podcast and um, the author, her name is Jen Wilkins, and she was saying um, that as a being a biblical reader, we need to know who it was for, why it was written, like we've talked about. But she gave this analogy that I just felt like would be really good to share. And so if you ever go to your mailbox and you just open, grab a piece of mail, you don't even look to see who it's from, and you just open it up and read a few paragraphs in the letter and then set it aside, then how do you really know like what it says? So when we look at the Bible, we should look at it like a letter. We need to look at who it's from, and then we need to read the full letter um, mm-hmm. to get the context. So I want you guys to all read your scriptures like a letter. 
Um, and so today we're going to, I'll give a quick backstory so that you know kind of what was going on when Paul wrote this letter. So like I said, Paul wrote this letter and it was probably written about 53, 54 CE in, um, at Ephesus or Asia Minor. And he wrote it to the Corinthians and he wrote it because he is dealing with problems that arose in the earlier years of Paul's missionary visit. So he had already been there and he kind of gets a report of what's going on. And in the letter, it has insight of Paul's thoughts and problems that he believes is happening in this early church. So he's really sad about the reports of the discord and conflict that's happening among them in Corinth. So Paul is writing to the church and um, they, this church, they have people in all stages of life. They're young, old, single, married, converted pagans, converted Jews, wealthy, poor, the list kind of goes on. So you have like a very melting pot of people. And the big issues that they're having is pride in spiritual gifts. So everyone wanted certain gifts and they believed that a few certain gifts were like almost better than others. Mm. And so it's almost like when people are like, I'm a better Christian than you because I read my Bible every day. <laughs> it was kind of like that. And um, this culture is already like really competitive, like people don't eat. And so when food's given, like they eat immediately. So if you're already in a super competitive culture, you add in Christianity and we get like competition of spiritual gifts. It's kind of how I like to see it. So in the previous chapter, Paul is discussing spiritual gifts and he presents the analogy that we know, that you guys probably know. And that's the church as the body of Christ, the idea that one body boasts many gifts, many stations unified under one banner. So yet we have these many gifts and functions. We're not a, it's not enough to sustain um, a community. And Paul shares that in 13, in chapter 13, he says, the hidden ingredient is love. We all have to have love in order to, for this body to work together. So wait, go back to what you said. You said that we have these gifts and it's not enough to sustain the community. What you're saying is <clears throat> love. You have to have love in order to sustain the community, not just spiritual gifts. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so the big, I don't think that's what you think it means for this chapter is that this love isn't a romantic love like it's often referred to as. Um, if you guys have ever been to a wedding, it's usually been read or just kind of used yeah. on cards or <laughs> newlywed my, gifts. My favorite is that in when we were in middle school, we had a lesson with just like Corinthians, the four through seven verses, and we had to replace um, either our crush or our boyfriend at the time or mm. whatever, replace their name with love. And so if like, if our boyfriend oh, or gosh. significant other or whatever, if that wasn't a thing, then you should dump them. Oh, wow. Wow. So, loved it. I just, I thought, I wouldn't be married. When I first, like, read this, I was like, oh my gosh, that, like, small group lesson, like, brought up in my mind, and I was like, oh my gosh, that was such a great lesson, or so I thought as a middle school. I was like, right. yeah, if they don't, if they don't do all of these things, then they're not worthy of right. um, mm. being my partner. Being wow, I want to talk to your youth minister about that. <laughs> Adam, I think you were, like, a youth intern at that point. I probably was. Uh, yeah. Disclaimer, there's you no You definitely weren't, the, you wouldn't have. Yeah, no, there's no way not. that was my lesson. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> 
<laughs> Adam's like, shoot. <laughs> um, okay, so this love that we're talking about is like an unconditional binding call to action kind of love. It's a love that is going to bring this church and this diverse group of people together. And so that's what Paul is encouraging and that's what he's kind of saying as he is writing this. So he reminds them that without, like I said, without love, your spiritual gifts are worth nothing. If we don't have love in the, our forefront, then spiritual gifts are kind of useless or he even would probably say destructive. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't act in love, it kind of just means nothing. So Paul sums it up. Love never fails. Christians may fail to love as the Corinthians have clearly demonstrated, but God's kind of love will always be effective. And unlike spiritual gifts, which will no longer be needed when Christ comes, love will last forever. So this Mm -hmm. love is, um, is described for the church and we're, we are to embody the love of the church, but it's good to know it wasn't a romantic love. This was a communal working, growing, pushing people to unity kind of love. And so my question for y'all is, have y'all ever felt like a pull on your heartstrings to be part of something bigger and better than yourself? Hmm. Like the reason I'm probably in this position and space and <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> career. Yeah. On this podcast. <laughs> hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's definitely kind of part of it for me would be like, when I remember being a teenager learning about who Christ was, the love that, that Christ both had for me individually, but also for all of humanity. Like that was, that was game changing for me. Right. And, but also the fact, like you said, like that love is a call to action, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when I realized that it was like, oh, I'm not supposed to just read and learn about this, but I'm supposed to act like this. Because if I do this, it helps others know this love and meaning and purpose that I have found. Um, And so for me, like, I think especially in high school, it kind of became like a, like, oh, like if I just, these people that I'm around, if I just treat them like that love, like it was an easy call to action for me almost. Like now actually doing it, is it, easy no it's not always easy right but and then like I think like how that translates to my life now taking out being a minister part of it like I just think about like like how do I love people in the community that's right around me right Mm -hmm. like how do I love my neighbors literally my neighbors like the people that live on either side of me or across the street or the people that I find you know community with and um like that's just I don't know that's that's always been big for Carlisle and I to think of and yeah um it's interesting because it like Corinth like you kind of set up is like this port city and it's people often will refer to it like a New York City like it's this melting pot of culture um, Mm -hmm. lots Mm -hmm. of new ideas lots of competition lots of innovation lots of people coming and going all the time just like super busy and there's division among among that, like mm-hmm. the yeah. big group, and then there's the subgroup of this like kind brand of new, new church, f- church, new church that yeah, that they're all like have have discord, and so mm-hmm. certainly Paul must be saying, I mean, this is like me, this is the Lee version, this is not like like <laughs> any theor- you know theological stuff I've, I've read, but like 
surely Paul must be saying, like, if you're if this ministry is going to last or be impactful in the broader culture that's divided, like you guys have to he's like calling for unity, like then you guys have to be different than like mm-hmm. what's outside of you. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Um, I love um one of the things um, a commentary I read it says like this is the ambiguity of love that resists common sense because when we mm-hmm. read when we think about love when we think about like and I was thinking about like okay like if this is the love in between community and stuff like that um, then like what how do we do like the self love or like the self care yeah. like those sorts of things um, but like this kind of love resists common sense in that you are not just one like the love has to have, like it's the love between you and God, it's between love and your community, love and like individuals. And so like it has to, he's talking about like the present functions of how love is mm-hmm. um, and like the fundamentals of what love is. Yeah. And so I just love that it's like it resists common sense because especially us as Americans, like we put ourselves first, like it is the competitive nature and the individualistic and um, those are the things that are highly praised. Um, but with this verse, it kind of flips it on its head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Paul would have said, like, it should all come back to faith, hope and love. And if it doesn't, then we kind of need to receive God's sense in like his priorities for our lives. Like we need to focus on this. And mm. I think that that's but love, he's saying, is what's going to bring them together. And I read this commentary it's kind of interesting. So I kind of want to hear what you guys have to think. So it's the enduring truth commentary. And he says, or he or she says, but the greatest of these is love. Love is greatest because it will continue on even in the eternal state. When we are in heaven, faith and hope will have fulfilled their purpose. We don't need faith when we see God face to face. We won't need hope in the coming of Jesus once he comes but we will always love the Lord and each other and grow in that love through eternity. Love is the greatest attribute of God and faith and hope are not part of God's character and personality. God does not have faith in the way that we have faith because he has never had to trust outside of himself. God does not have hope in the way that we have hope because he knows all things is in it and is in complete control but God is love and will always be love. So I don't know. What do y'all think of that? I've never heard that kind of idea of faith and hope, not being eternal, but love always being. Mm. I think I challenged some of that, like mm-hmm. the idea of like, um, I mean, it, that the, the idea of faith and hope being fulfilled and love, like living on and that, mm-hmm. that speaks to like revelation and being around the throne and the constant praise and <clears throat> admiration of, of this like, you know, deity. But I think <clears throat> to say like we continue growing and loving and changing in love in heaven, like it, I always worry about that idea that like heaven is this long-term attainable goal. Like the thing, right. the one thing we're waiting for and the, mm-hmm. the, the highlight of all of our faith. I think mm-hmm. that, that just for me personally, like leaves a lot to be desired. So I would challenge that challenge the growing in eternity. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause once you get to eternity and you are made new within Christ, like what is there to evolve? What? And maybe it's like, you right. know, when you're in middle school, you don't understand what college is and you don't understand what having a kid means, right. but like mm-hmm. maybe, you know, that's our elementary sort of way of thinking about it. But I, I agree with the growing yeah. in eternity that yeah. seems, um, 
Yeah, that's an, an interesting never theological concept. Yeah. I've never. Yeah, it's. I I feel like it has some truth to it. I like I wouldn't have brought it up if I didn't think so. But mm-hmm. I always thought, like like you guys said, when you get to heaven, like you are like you said, fulfilled and made new. But I also like we will be in a community with each other. So I yeah, don't know what that community is like. Would we you know continue I mean? to love? For for sure, I think that because I think that is the. Like that's the end all be all is like the, this overwhelming, like a sensation that we don't know. A, a yeah. Do we arrive at it all at once or is it a, does it evolve? I mean, I would say once you've seen the face of God, like, could there be any more? Like, I know. Could, yeah. could it grow? I don't know. And that really determined that is really based upon your interpretation of heaven. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I like the overall, like the thing is like, they're, they're saying like, like Paul's kind of designed this, like there's a litmus test of like, are you doing it right? Right. And he said like faith, hope and love and like love right. is what's like going to sustain and sustain and sustain their and community. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's going to keep going. And like, I mean, that's a huge theme on his, I mean, when he, I love my favorite part of, I love first Corinthians first of all, but I use this as my, anytime I preach and give a benediction in a service, like I use this passage as it, and it's not the, it's not the first Corinthians 13, but it's the way he signs off this book. Uh, in 16, he says, um, be alert, stand firm in your faith, be brave, be strong and courageous, and everything that you do, may it be done in love. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's his thing. Like he's like, he's telling him like, things are going to be hard. You're going to go through stuff. You need to be strong. You need to be courageous. But out of all of those things, the most important thing that you need to do is make every action out of love. Yeah, reaction is love. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and that's hard. Like, I, I, there are something so hopeful and, like, something I'm so tethered to when you say that, like, this is an, an active thing. Like, mm-hmm. it is not a, like, sweet sea. Like, it is a as John Mayer says, mm-hmm. love is a verb, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like a doing, you know? Yeah. And then for me to, to know, okay, so love never gives up. What does that actually practically look like? Love mm-hmm. cares more for others than it I does know. for itself. What does that look like? Like practically lived out as an action, not as like a, something hand stitched on a pillow. Like yeah. how mm-hmm. do you actually live that? <laughs> a cute vinyl on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. But then the even greater piece of that, like I just heard you, I just got like this bomb to my soul because you're like, and God is love. And for mm-hmm. me, like that, that love is like a justice. Like God is working yeah. on our behalf. God is active in his love for us. It's not just this abstract concept, but like mm-hmm. God is love. That means God, you know, yeah, is actively, is never giving up on us and actively and practically in my life that looks like X, Y, Z. Yeah. I don't know, that's like so... Yeah. But also like like, to me, the the reverse of that thinking of like love is a two way street. Like, you know, you both have to be like active in each other. So like, what are we actively doing for God to show love? Mm. Um, And so like, and out of the, like actively doing for God to show love or to, to to show love to God. Yeah, both. Okay. Cause I think in our believers, like we show love out of the overflow that God uh, gives us. But I also think like, I don't think God needs love. Um, because God is love, but I do think in order to maintain a relationship with God, it's like, like worship, like I, like worship or yeah. praise or adoration mm-hmm. or, um, the simple act of like having a conversation with God. Mm-hmm. I think that is showing God love 
in the best way we know how. Does that make sense? But I also mm-hmm. think like the one way to like worship, right? Or to honor God mm-hmm. in love is to like do these things for other people. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I just love the like duality mm-hmm. of yeah. not only. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, then, I think that's where it is like, I mean, you know, this is the hokey thing, like, right? Like your your parents always said, like, they loved when, like, you, like, oh, your siblings, you, like, you played so well with your siblings, right? Like, that you, you cared for each other, right? And, like, I think that is a way of, like, I mean, mm. God, you know, kind of looks and says, like, oh, like, when y'all love each other, like, that, that, that makes God happy, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, that's the, that, that's a thing to it, for yeah. sure. It is a way we show God love. Yeah. And kind of Lee talking about, like, you know, the love is patient, love is kind. This um, agape love Paul is talking about is the same, like, same kind of love or characteristic of God that's in John, 1 John 4, 8, which is, like I said, God is love. And so I liked this. It said, what if we exchange the word love for the word God? God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy, is not boastful, is not conceited, does not act improperly properly is not selfish is not provoked does not keep a record of wrongs god finds no joy in unrighteousness but rejoices in the truth god bears all things believes all things hope all hopes all things and endures all things and then you can as like for our students they can take it even further and add to me in each phrase god is patient towards me god is kind towards me and i liked that a lot it's a better exercise than Kate's youth ministry. Yeah, actually, I, I literally just looked at Adam and I was like, mm? yeah. uh, but also I think um, we can do that for our communities. Like yeah. not only to me, but like That's what God is patient from my community. Like God is like constantly being It like, says, yeah. um, and then you can take it even further as a more practical exercise and put your name in the place of love and then add your family, friends, teachers in the blank. I'm patient towards my family. I am kind towards my teachers. Yeah, the litmus test of, are you really mm-hmm. doing things? So, yeah. yeah. And I think too, when you're saying like first John 4, 8, God is love. Like, so if we recognize that God is, if we are to be love, like, and God is love, like the only source of love is God himself, you know, mm-hmm. or herself, um, however you want to, yeah. um, to say that. But I think, you know, it, it doesn't come from an emotion. It doesn't have to be attached to a relationship. It's mm-hmm. not the way we like in a human way experience. It's right. the source of love is, is, you know, mm-hmm. God alone. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of our like final question is where can like our students be love and unifying communities? Like where those that are listening, like where can you be love and where can you like unify and unite the communities that you belong to or are surrounded by? So that's my final thought. <laughs> can I say something that like is revelatory? Like the, oh, I thought um, we were answering it. I was coming with an answer. Yeah, you can okay, answer. Wait. <clears throat> you can answer. I mean, you totally can, Kate, come behind me. But if we need to end here, like I was thinking about um, most churches, the way that they do outreach, this is, I mean, this like just no came way. to me in the last couple of weeks, <laughs> uh, even though I've, yeah. Anyway, um, is that we say to, let's say our congregation, let's say it has 5,000 people. We say to our congregation, okay, there are, um, you want to serve? Like you want to do an outreach project? Do you want to figure out how to love your community? Okay, here are the three things we've picked for you. You can do Habitat for Humanity. You can do healing housing, or you can do... Mm-hmm. Um, the kids sale. I don't know. I'm just naming three off yeah. the top of my head. 
Um, and I'm naming our church one specifically. This is not a bash at our church. I was just saying. Most churches would do that, right? Okay, well, how can we plug you into those things? Like, where would you fit? Instead of saying, we have 5,000 members. How is God calling you to actively love the community? Right. And how can we as a church, like, support you, support you and step behind you? So mm-hmm. then you have 5,000 or 3,000 or 1,000, you know, and it's using people's spiritual gifts, yep. like their own unique gifts to love their communities. Instead, instead of saying, we've got three avenues, signups are full, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's so revelatory to me because every church I've ever gone to, any church I've ever worked at, any ministry I've ever poured into, that's been the model, you know? Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, what, what lights you mm-hmm. up? And, That's good. You know? Yeah. So in that, but my, I think my answer, um, so in acting class in high school, um, whenever you are a character, you have to think of positive actions to go. Like you can't say, oh, don't sit down. Cause then all you're going to think about is sitting down and eventually like in your lines and get acting and stuff, you're going to sit down, mm-hmm. but instead think of a positive thing like, okay, I'm going to walk this way. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to do this. And so when we think of like the, um, verses four through seven, like the positive things, patient, kind, rejoicing in truth, bearing all, believing all, hope and enduring. And so taking those and like, that's where you start. And so when you start doing that, like where does your love flow? Mm-hmm. Like in what areas? And that'll go with spiritual gifts. That'll go with- um, Not that silly. don't do these things. Yeah, yeah. Like do these things. Do these things. Also a great way to train your dog or your 16 month old. <laughs> you know, like positive, <laughs> positive language. Yes. Positive, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So do all things in love and yeah. 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 All right. Thanks for joining (laughs) y'all. If you've enjoyed this episode of To The Table, be sure to subscribe to keep up with us and to never miss an episode. Our hosts are Lee French, Adam Jones, Kate Orr, Hannah DeFada, and me, Mason Cavanis. Executive produced and recorded by Mason Cavanis and executive produced by Lee French. Edited by Mason Cavanis and John Provost. Mixed and mastered by John Provost. Music by Spring Game. To the Table is a podcast from Brentwood United Methodist Church in Brentwood, Tennessee.